You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your goofy host, and with me is my partner, Rocco, the better-looking host. Rocco, the better-looking host. I ain't even going to argue with him this morning. I don't have enough coffee in me. (laughs) So we'll we'll let him be delusional for the day. Uh, So today, we actually have a guest on the show. We have Angela Hendricks, who is the Director of Training and Workforce Development for the GBCA, that is the General Building Contractors Association. And Angela's here to talk to us about developing the next generation, excuse me, of workers in the construction world. So thank you so much for being here today, Angela. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, to to let everybody know, we're actually having Angela back for the second time. She was actually kind enough, the first time we recorded this podcast, it went completely kaplooey with the audio, and she was nice enough to take more time out of her day and come back and do it a second time. So genuinely thank you for taking the time to do this and deal with us twice. More than happy. So, all right. So, Angela, before we get into uh, today's topic, um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your personal background, right? What the GBCA, GBCA is and, you know, what does a uh, director of training and workforce development actually do? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, the General Building Contractors Association is um, an association of just over 300 member companies. We are located in uh, Philadelphia. We represent contractors throughout the region. And our members do com- union commercial construction. So we build um, healthcare, high rises, higher ed. We do all kinds of um, apartment buildings and, and vertical buildings in Philadelphia. Um, and all the contractors that are members of our association are signatory, meaning they're signed to a labor union in our market. And I handle training and workforce development for the association. So of the many things we do as an association, my, my piece is training focused in education and safety. Um, and my workforce development expertise is mainly focused in labor. So helping women and minorities, uh, mostly from Philadelphia County enter the union construction trades in Philadelphia. Nice. All right, folks, you see that why with that impressive resume and what 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 Angela does, uh, it's why we wanted her to be on today, right? Because, you know, we, we've all been listening to the news lately in our kind of post-pandemic world, and we've been hearing all about, you know, the, the great resignation that's going on right now and, and the struggle that all companies uh, are facing in trying to find sufficient staff to keep their businesses open and running. Uh, and that's a big problem across the boards. Um, and, and it's a very new one for a lot of the industries out there. But honestly, that is not the case uh, for the construction world, where experts like Angela uh, have been warning of skilled labor shortages coming for years now, uh, long before we even heard of COVID-19. Uh, you know, we've been facing the looming threat of a generation of tradespeople who are looking to retire with very few trained young people to follow them up and fill the gaps that they're leaving behind. So, you know, luckily we, we, we have people like Angela and, and organizations like the GBCA to help. So Angela, you, you know, as I say, you have the term workforce development, right? In your job title. 
Um, what is the importance of workforce development to our industry and for your association? I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about um, the, the population that's coming into this industry. We live in a society that um, focuses on a, a metric of success coming out of high school being uh, college. And mm -hmm. so we, we, we push kids to go to college to study something that um, they may not end up working in, they may not truly enjoy, and they're going to accrue a lot of debt for. So um, our focus in workforce at GBCA has mainly been um, labor focused. There are so many really lucrative opportunities in the building trades, and these are skilled careers. Um, they're very challenging. They're, they're dangerous. Um, so it's not just for anyone off the street. It has to be somebody that um, wants to do this, that's capable of doing this. But these are our careers where people have the opportunity to build things and work with their hands and um, use measurements and tinker and solve problems and figure things out, which a lot of kids, not just kids, but young adults and, and folks who are kind of finding their way in terms of um, career searching um, enjoy doing, but there's just not an emphasis on uh, sharing the information about these opportunities, right? Like college counselors and, and high school counselors are pushing kids to college and they're not saying like, wait, if you don't really like this or this isn't really um, part of your skill set, why don't you think about a career doing this? Um, so in terms of, of workforce and the importance to our industry and our association, it's continuity of what we're doing. I mean, we need folks to build buildings. Every You don't necessarily think about it, but every single facility, building, office, business that you walk into throughout the day has trade people that have touched it. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a society, it's one of the most important things that we do. It's a, it's a, it's essential. It's been essential over the last, you know, almost two years during the COVID-19 pandemic. We never really stopped working. I mean, it's a, it's a, it can be a really great, really lucrative career for people that are interested in it. And we need to put more emphasis on spreading that word. Yeah. I could not agree more. This is a, a big issue for me, uh, and, and, and I'm going to get a little on my soapbox for listeners today, but I got to tell you, I think that Angela is so dead on here. I think that as a nation, uh, we have made some really serious educational mistakes over the last two generations. You know, we, we have been focused, like Angela was saying, on the concept that everybody needs a college education. Um, instead of, I think we should be focusing on a better concept, which is that, you know, everybody needs advanced skill training. And they're, they're not the same thing, right? And what, I'm not saying that one process is better than the other, but I think we have allowed, uh, you know, some, some educational arrogance to slip into our system, right? Where we've steered our children intentionally away from skilled trades and towards office and computer-related careers almost exclusively. Um, and, and I think that's bad for the nation. It's bad for the industry. It's, and I think it's bad for the students and the workers themselves, you know, skilled tradespeople can make a really good living, right, with a very low investment and, and training costs compared to the staggering debt that comes with most college degrees these days. Um, you know, I, I think I've told the story on the show before about two of my nephews, right, their brothers, who chose two different paths, right? You know, the, the older one went to uh, Stevens Institute of Technology, and he got a bachelor's degree right, in electrical engineering, which is amazing. It's what he really wanted. Uh, you know, the younger one had no interest in that. He went to, to a, a live-in trade school for three months to learn, you know, HVAC and refrigeration. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the trade school cost him $3,000 and 
and he had a job making six figures before he'd even finished the program. Right? The engineering student, the older guy, has almost $500,000 in student debt after four years, and he's working as an unpaid intern in Manhattan. Uh, look, you know, trades are just the smarter way to go for a lot of people. Um, and I know that you know, over their career, right, most college grads will make more on average, uh, but that's not really true when you compare them against skilled trades who make just as much, if not more, than engineers do. Um, so, Angela, what, what workforce development programs is the GBCA involved with or supporting for building that next generation of trades folks? I just wanted to say that I love your story about your nephews. <laughs> um, it's not that we don't need college graduates in our society. because Absolutely we do. do. And in the construction industry, there's tons of opportunities for for people with a, a college degree, but it, I think just, just creating awareness about other opportunities too. Um, and you asked about the workforce programs that GBCA supports and what we're doing to build the next generation of tradespeople. So there's a couple programs we work with. About six years ago, we started a program in conjunction with the Carpenters Union. Um, it's called the Carpenters Apprentice Ready Program. We call it CARP. Um, and this program's focused mainly on helping Philadelphia residents, um, disadvantaged populations, minorities, and women enter uh, union carpentry. And it takes a look at um, sort of the neighborhoods that we're building in, right? Like we have all this great, these humongous, great projects in Philadelphia. And there's been a huge focus over the last 20 years on involving the communities that we're building in in these projects. So we're we're looking at Philadelphia and where we're building and seeing how we can help populations that traditionally don't have any um, access or information or knowledge of trades mm -hmm. careers. And we're taking them, we're bringing them, we're doing um, life skills training with them, we are doing safety training with them, we are doing hand tools, um, we're doing carpentry math, construction math training, we're teaching them basic hand tools, um, and then we're pairing them, you know, successfully completing the program, we're pairing them with an employer that will hire them for the first year of their apprenticeship, which is really incredible. Um, we also work with a couple other organizations, one is called the Construction Apprentice Preparatory Program. We call that CAP. Um, these individuals are, are amazing. We have, we've had a pretty long relationship with them. It's run by a woman named Kylie Pickens. It is a minority woman-owned business. They train folks across all the trades. So CARP is focused just in carpentry. CAP is focused in all of the union building trades in Philadelphia. And they work really closely with um, local owners and developers and contractors and community groups that are interested in putting you know programs together to help meet their EOP requirements and bring folks again from their community onto these job sites um, and there's another program that we support with um, in conjunction with the building trades council and the laborers district council called the Sam Staten Senior Pre-Apprenticeship Program um, and that is focused on all trades that programs starting up now but there are lots of opportunities and um, the, you know, the main key to all of these programs is identify folks that didn't have a way into a trade or didn't have knowledge of a trade, um, upskill them, whether that's a life skill and we're talking about things like interviewing and resume building and you know, talking about sort of just like the hierarchy on a job site, uh, how to dress, what, you know, being on time, you know, transportation, all those things, uh, and then providing folks with 
uh, hard skills in that trade. So the math skills, reading a ruler, making sure they know the hand tools, some safety stuff. And then once they get into the apprenticeship, the rest is taught to them. But all of these programs are focused on helping folks that don't traditionally have access to these trades. That's awesome. That's, a, that's just an impressive array of programs, folks. So I hope that anybody who's listening, reach out and, and look at the GBCA and see what they can do to help you. So Rocco, you've been asleep over there long enough. Let's wake you up. So when, when, when you're talking to our clients, right, how many of our construction people are actively looking to hire and how much trouble are they having finding skilled people? Oh, it's, I, everybody, I mean, everybody's looking to hire. And I, I, I talked to, you know, a, a good handful of folks that have even told me that they, they have interviews set up with people and then folks don't, don't show up for the interviews, you know? So it, it's, um, it's, it's definitely a, a big problem. And, and, you know, I think another important point here is that there's, there's so many careers available within construction that, that go beyond, you know, being out in the field or, or actually, you know, working with your hands. There's the, there's the big technology component of it as well, right? I mean, construction is one of the, one of the fields that's growing the most um, as it relates to, to use of technology. And, and so, um, it's it, it spans a lot of different areas and, and could definitely be a, be a lucrative it is a lucrative not could be it is a lucrative field for for many folks but uh, you know to answer your direct question it's everybody everybody's looking no matter where where you are in the country and we we work with people across the country everybody's looking to hire yeah no doubt and like I said there's a broad broad spectrum across uh, the whole construction industry so look folks I am a a firm believer. Um, in the value of blue-collar workers and trades, right? You can't have a world of computer programmers and accountants and lawyers. Uh, you need people to build the infrastructure, right? To raise the buildings, to get the electricity running, to, to eggheads like Rocco and I. Um, and, and if you're a parent listening to this podcast, take a minute and think about the messaging that you've been passing on to your kids. Are you pushing them at college no matter what? Um, and is that really in their best interest, or is it for our benefit as, as their parents? Uh, look, if your kid isn't actively seeking a career that truly requires a college degree like engineering or advanced particle physics, you know, then, then, then isn't it better to get them training in the field that they will enjoy, that pays great money, and it doesn't incur, you know, 30 plus years worth of, of crippling student loan debt? Uh, you know, I, I think we need to move past silly prejudices that College folks are somehow smarter or better than trade workers. They're not. They just have different skill sets, right? So let, let, let's try to get our kids tied into the best career for them, not the one that we want to brag about to our friends as their parents, right? So, all right. So on, on that preachy note, let's take a break here. And when we get back, I want to talk to Angela about how the construction industry can improve things moving forward. So stand by, folks. We'll be back in just one minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jim and Rocco with Zentech Consultants. And we wanted to talk to you today about Bluebeam Review, the premier quantity takeoff estimating and markup software for PDF out there on the market today. 
And at Zentech, we are a premier Bluebeam partner here in the U.S. We're here to help you guys with all your Bluebeam needs from software sales to training, consulting, configuration, and everything in between in all things Bluebeam, from the standard version to the extreme version and anything else you might need. So, in terms of Bluebeam, Rocco, how do people reach out to us if they want to start that conversation? Yeah, just hit up our website, give us a ring, or send us an email, or through Osmosis, that works too. Osmosis is good. Yeah, zentechconsultants.net, or sales at zentechconsultants.net, or give us a ring, 866-824-4459. All right, Zentech Consultants, your home for all of your Bluebeam software needs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Battle Call Podcast. We're talking about developing the modern construction workforce with uh, Angela Hendricks from the GBCA. And I, I kind of want to start this segment by getting into the possible solutions we have for the construction worker shortage for both short term and long term. So, Angela, what, what are some ways that people in our industry can kind of get involved with supporting workforce development efforts, right? Where, where do these, these contractors and, and companies begin? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we have spent the last, you know, six-ish years at GBCA focusing on workforce development in terms of labor, and uh, our contracting members are very actively involved with our programs now. So they, they actively help us recruit. Um, they work with their local owners and developers in the neighborhoods that they're building. Um, to spread the word to community groups. They help interview our incoming participants. Um, and then ultimately, like where their real value is, is that they employ the folks that go through these programs because anybody can run a training program, but without a career path at the end, it's not really a success. You're just sure. training someone and giving them skills that they're not going to use. And, you know, one of the really cool things that I think kind of ties this all together is, you know, Rocco was just talking about folks in, in the industry within construction firms that are looking to hire um, and where do they find skilled people. We find that a ton of our construction firms, um, they have a pipeline of people throughout their firm that a lot of times start in the field. So you, you've got someone great, you identify them, you continue to train them and upskill them and then you move them around and give them different tools, figuratively, um, <laughs> and, and skills, and they end up moving into the office or the trailer and they become an assistant project manager or they learn how to estimate or, you know, they, they maybe they're a carpenter and then they become a foreman and then they become a superintendent and they, they sort of, we sort of have this career path that maybe people don't think about when they're thinking about careers in construction. You know, as a parent myself, and, and I completely understand everything you're talking about, um, people are like, well, I don't want my kid to work, you know, in construction. It's dirty. It's hard. Um, number one, they don't realize how well it pays. It yeah, pays incredibly sure. well. They don't, they're not really accruing much debt, but there's tons of career opportunities. Just because you start there doesn't mean that's where you have to end. I mean, for some people, that's what they want, but for others, it's like, um, I want to continue to learn. I want to, you know, I want to be in the trailer. I want to be reading the blueprints. I want to be, there's tons of technology now involved with construction. I mean, you guys know that. Yeah. The folks who are in the field who are like, give me that iPad. Let me, let me see that. Let me figure that out. Let me learn that. They're the ones that are like propelling their careers. They're 
they're with a firm for a long time because the firm's like, this guy or this girl wants to learn everything. And, and they apply themselves and they figure it out. And, then, you know, now they've become a great asset to our office team, which is, which is really cool. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool progression and it's a sort of kind of not talked about opportunity that people don't see um, when they think about a career in our industry. Yeah, and I think that that's vital because that, there is nothing that, that people look for more than someone who has practical experience in the field that can translate that into the office. Talk about just doubling your salary. They just throw money at you. Well, <laughs> if you yeah. can say, yeah, I've done this for five years, six years, 10 years. Now I've, you know, I learned how to be the estimator and run the job and, and be the supervisor to like, here, write your own checks. I don't even care. Just yeah. get out there and make things happen. I mean, you understand things in a way that other people don't. Like when you've seen it in the field and and you you understand the office like business side of it, right? So like I know how this piece goes together of the building, but now from a business perspective, I understand how much it costs and why we do things the way we do. And you're able to make the process more efficient. You're able to help your company, um, you know, perform work a little more lean or, or save money. Like those are things that make you so valuable yeah. as an employee. Yep. So I agree a hundred percent. So look folks, you know, in, in, in my personal career, I, I've worked on both, you know, the design side and on the build side of the house. Um, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, the onboarding and training processes commonly used on, on both sides of that. Um, you know, design firms use, you know, free and, and low paid internships and, and EIT, right, engineer and training type programs uh, to develop their next generation of workers. And honestly, those are not always very successful. You're usually not very successful. Uh, because a lot of people will just, you know, drop out of those paths, those systems, you know, I, I, mainly because they have this irrational need to want to actually eat and, you know, have a warm room to sleep in. And it doesn't, you know, work well when you're not getting paid. Uh, you know, the, the construction world has always done more in the vein of apprenticeship programs or work to train type programs. Um, and, and, and they give people a living wage and practical experience as they're training. And I think that is an absolutely brilliant approach. And I really don't understand why there are so many young people out there looking for good careers who aren't just knocking down the doors to get into some of these programs. Um, so, so Angela, what do you see at the, the GBCA in terms of interest and sign up for these development programs you guys are working with? I mean, are people coming to you or do you need to go out looking for them? Uh, it's, it's growing. It's grown a ton over the last six years. Um, and just to touch on sort of the apprenticeship model, so, you know, my expertise is here in greater Philadelphia, so that's what I can talk best to, but the apprenticeship model is so unique and, and so cool. Um, essentially, the, the contractors who employ union labor are so invested in the folks that are working for them that they are paying money into a fund that's helping to run these training centers. So when we talk about being able to go to a training apprenticeship program debt-free, it's very much like when I talk to kids in high school, I always say it's very much like a military-style model. You earn while you learn, right? You're going mm -hmm. to school. Um, you're, you're working, you know, most of the week, maybe four days, and you're going to school one day a week, and you're not accruing debt, and you have an employer that's, you know, employing you, and when maybe that job's over, or, you know, you get laid off by that employer, because that is part of this industry, 
there's a whole pool of other employers that are building union projects all over the region, um, which is really cool. So you, you asked me about the interest and is it growing? Um, it is growing. We've spent a ton of time building relationships with different community groups and builders, uh, developers, owners that are, help spread the word, that are um, interested in having folks in their local community, you know, city council people who want their constituents employed on these projects. Like, it, it's mostly about getting the word out. And for us, like, there's tons of people that have, have gone through the program that are fabulous, fabulous tradesmen and women um, that just didn't know about it. You know, nobody talked about it in their school. They didn't know anybody who was in the trade. They didn't really know where to begin. They didn't know what they needed. Um, so it's, it's, it's creating awareness about the programs, about the career opportunities. And then, you know, the, the, the model kind of the word kind of spreads itself, right? You have people that go through your program that have such a good experience and they tell their cousin or their brother, or, you know, or, or a buddy. Um, and that's how the program has grown so much more um, than even just us spreading the word. It's people talking about their positive experiences and, and, you know, then they start working and they start making money and they talk about like, <laughs> guys, I have great benefits. I have health insurance, uh, you know, I don't have any debt. I make a ton of money, you yeah. know, more than you can make working in retail or fast food. Like it, it's great. Way, way more than you can work in those industries. Yeah. So, there, there is no better marketing than word of mouth. It's the best way to go. So, all right. So, so Rocco it, and on your side, right? What, what kind of feedback do you get from, from our construction clients on you know, kind of the value and the need for people who who have actually been through a program like like Angela's offering, right? Versus someone who they just kind of hire off the, the street and try to train in-house. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, it, it's it's honestly not a discussion that I have that often. I mean, I you know, I, I should have more, right? Because it, it, it's all about helping us all network, um, you know, but uh, it, it only makes sense, right? I mean, to be able to hire, you know, people who, who, who've been working from the ground up, right, as opposed to trying to trying to pull people into different positions because you're you're overloaded. Um, you know, it's it I, I think it, it totally makes sense. But yeah. not not something I talk to people about all the time. Okay. Yeah, I mean I have to honestly believe, I mean, because I've just seen it so many times, right? Sometimes we all get into that mindset of, oh, we need bodies. We just need to just put a body on the and listen, bodies don't help. You need trained people. Um, and, and I really, I have to believe that the key here is, is to develop uh, ongoing relationships, right, between builders and subs and GCs and so on, uh, and, and, and a dedicated trade organization like the GBCA to, to kind of handle this, this process of effectively training new staff. Um, and, I, and I mean that for, like we were saying, from everyone, from the basic labor up through the project manager, right? right? We all need good training to be effective at our jobs. And like I was saying, a lot of firms need bodies on the site and they opt for that, you know, train as you go model of instruction. And, and I, I think it's a terrible idea. You're not, you're not getting real benefit out of untrained staff. They don't know what they're doing. And you are most likely slowing down the skilled people you do have because they need to go back and fix the new person's mistakes or spend hours showing them basic skills that you wish they already knew. 
and I think, you know, a work to train, you know, apprenticeship type program is the right answer for this industry. Uh, you know, putting people through formal training as they are working in the real world is absolutely the brilliant, smartest way to go. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's staggering. We don't do it more often than everything. Um, and I think that partnerships with trade organizations like the GBCA seems like it's the best, fastest, most affordable way to make that happen. So, yeah, Angela, how do companies actually, you know, construction firms, how do they actually partner with you at the GBCA? Do you have, you know, uh, these apprenticeship programs that they can become involved with? Yeah, so um, all of the builders that are members of our association um, are signatory, which I mentioned in the beginning of our chat, um, meaning anybody who hires labor, whether they're a contract, general contractor or subcontractor, hires from a labor union, they're signatory to a union in our region. Um, and all of these apprenticeship programs basically follow the same model. They're, they're their own entities, so they could be slightly different, but generally speaking, they're usually four-year apprenticeship programs. The, an individual that goes into an apprenticeship program, um, it's the earn while you learn model. So most of them, they go to school part of the time and they are working part of the time. Generally speaking, that might be like four days in the field and one day at school. It could be four, three weeks in the field and then one week at school. They all run slightly differently, but they all follow the same model where you're learning um, basics, you're learning um, applications in the school, and then when you go out into the field, you're paired with a journey person that's sort of your mentor, and that's the individual who's teaching you the practical application of what you're learning. So you might be learning about um, scaffolding or framing or ladder safety, whatever it might be if you're a carpenter apprentice, and when you go into the field, you're paired with a journeyman that's teaching you along the way. It's, it's the model works and, um, you know, there's ratios of, of apprentices to journey persons so that there's not too many apprentices in the field because there needs to be sort of that balance of folks who are seasoned and know what they're doing. But you're learning what works for, you know, and applies for your firm uh, on the project that you're, that you're doing. Um, what you've kind of learned the basics of in the school. It's this really cool um, model. And, you know, again, they're not accruing debt. They're getting paid while they're working in the field. You know, most of the apprenticeship schools, you do get a stipend um, when you're at school, the one, one day a week or one week a month. Um, all of the apprenticeship programs locally are registered through the Department of Labor. There are many now that offer, that confer college degrees. So you may get a two-year associate's degree when you graduate from the program. Tons of the apprenticeship programs are really actively involved with our organization, vice versa. We offer tuition reimbursement and continuing education opportunities for them. You know, because we look at it as uh, stewards of the industry, as the association that represents so many contractors. We want the best trained workforce and if we can continue to help upskill them and give them more again figurative tools more skills it makes a better worker it makes our firms better we can build better buildings safer more technologically advanced like it's just the rising tide rises all boats so um there's so many there's a there's so many opportunities uh we put together a publication a few years ago which i'm happy to send a include a link to it's called build your career and it's a, it's also available on gbca's website 
um, but it's a book that talks about all of the career opportunities in our region, you know, descriptions of what the trade does. Because what we find too is most of the time, individuals who even recognize they're interested in this industry, they don't even know the start of how many opportunities there are. You know, they, they might know what a carpenter is and they think like, oh, carpenter stick builds houses and they know elect electricians <laughs> because they have lights in their home and they know plumbers because they have toilets that flush. But they might have never heard of a boilermaker or a sprinkler fitter or, you know, a cement mason or an operating engineer. And there's so many career opportunities. And it's not about just finding people and, you know, handing them a hammer or, you know, take this shovel or this broom or, you know, take these wire cutters. You need to find the right, just like in any career, in any field, you have to find the right fit for somebody, something that they enjoy doing, that they're skilled at, um, that they have the right, you know, abilities to do. And that's what makes a great employee. It's not just about putting someone somewhere, you know, like, I always use the analogy, like, I could, I, I had no desire in my lifetime to be a brain surgeon, but I'm also... <laughs> I'm not smart enough to be a brain surgeon. Like, I think I'm pretty smart, but I'm sure you would not want me operating on you. Um, so, you know, maybe there would be something else in the operating room or somewhere else in the hospital that I would have a better skill set for. Um, they'd probably talk too much for an operating room too. But again, it's like finding the skills that I have and putting me in the right place is what would make me successful. And the same thing applies to construction, uh, hands down. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's an excellent point. Um, so you know, look, folks. I, I I think we have to we have to look at this this skilled labor shortage through a long term lens, right? Not just as a temporary staffing issue. You know, may, maybe that is true for other industries because of the COVID and the the Great Resignation. But in the construction world, it has been a long time developing, and it's going to be a long time going away. We need to start actively planning on how to bring new people into this industry on a large-scale, long-term basis, or the issues we have today will completely collapse all the construction and, and, and the national and probably even the international economies for a full generation or more. Right? We need to shift the conversation off of the concept of working, you know, quote-unquote, in labor, Right to the benefits and satisfaction of high-pay, skilled construction specialists who build and maintain the modern world. That's where we need to go. So, uh, so Angela, what is what is your hope for workforce development in this industry in the future? Right? How do we make all of this better long term? I mean. <laughs> These programs are something, a piece of my job that I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, and, you know, the more community groups and neighborhoods and owners and developers and contractors that are involved with these programs and, and trades, um, it, it, it will just help to grow them. And look, ultimately, like, we're building in one of the biggest urban areas in the country and we want the people in our community to be employed on these jobs and there are opportunities for that we need to make sure that people are aware of it and and at the end of the day you know it it sort of pains me that at the middle and high school level that we don't talk to kids about other opportunities and i'm not talking just about construction like there's tons of of um skilled trade opportunities that aren't skilled construction trades, right? Absolutely. Like absolutely. Kids kids 
college should not be the measure of success. The measure of success should be uh, that you find yourself in the right place, that you're making money, right, however much money that might be, that you have opportunities for growth, and that you enjoy what you're doing. You know, like we, we as a society, I want my child to find the right opportunity and find what he wants to do, not what I want him to do. Exactly. Um, and and we need to talk more about it. And I, I say this a lot, you know, it's, it's part of our job as an industry, as contractors, to help spread the word about the opportunities, uh, you know, go into the local schools, bring in, you know, an estimator, a project manager from your team, like have kids out to a visit at your at your warehouse or your shop. I mean, it's hard to get kids onto a construction site, but we, we've done job site tours, um, videos, information sessions, you know, there's, there's, we need to talk more about what we do because every structure, every building is what we're good at. It's what we, what we do. And there's a lot of kids, you know, kids love Legos and magnetiles and Lincoln logs and connects and there's a lot of kids that would probably be interested in what we do, but they might only think of careers like engineering or architecture because that's what people are pushing them into. Yeah. And I'll add, too, I'm pretty actively involved with a number of colleges and universities locally that have uh, construction management programs, so I would be remiss if I didn't give them shout outs. There are college opportunities that are focused in construction management. Um, Drexel University has a program Jefferson University has a program. Community College of Philadelphia has a two-year program. Rowan University has a program. I mean, if you want your kid to go to college and your kid wants to go to college, mm -hmm. there's opportunities for them to do that and still be actively involved in the construction industry. Um, so I, I would encourage people to look at the bigger picture, too. Like, you know, you could be an estimator, you could be a laborer, you could be an operating engineer and be in a huge crane on top of a hospital being built in Philadelphia. Like, there's so much cool stuff you can do in this industry. It's, like, unbelievable. Yeah. And those folks, they said, leave, you know, they lead really successful, contented, happy lives because they're not stuck doing what mommy and daddy told them they, they should do, barely getting by and hating getting up to go to work every day. You know? Yeah. You know, my, 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 my father and my oldest brother, both, you know, construction supers and both of them love nothing more than whenever we drove anywhere, just drive that. See that building over there? I built that building. You see that? My, my, my father built the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the Royal Stadiums, the twin stadiums there. He was the construction super in charge of that. And every time we would go through that area of the country, see, look at that. I built that. I was the guy in charge of that. There's an yeah. immense amount of satisfaction that goes with construction, folks. So don't discount that for your kids. It'll make them, you know, well, now, yeah. Some, some folks wealthy, um, no doubt, but at the very least, it will make them content and give them a really good, solid living that they can be proud of. So, all right. So I think we can wrap it up there for today. So again, I want to thank Angela for being here for the second time <laughs> on the program, despite, you know, not just knowing us, working with us, but, but having to talk through us on this, this topic twice. So thank you so much, Angela. We really do appreciate you taking the time. Anytime. Thanks for having me. It's great to work with you guys. All right. And it was, it was a really great, great topic. Yeah. You Very know, important just, one. It is. And just, just uh, you know, just so that folks are aware, you know, uh, Jim is going to go off and do some brain surgeon, uh, surgery uh, after this podcast. <laughs> you guys should see the work that he does. Rock, Rocco obviously doesn't know he was my patient for last week's brain surgery episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I managed to delete his memory center, so I'm a good brain surgeon. 
<laughs> All righty, folks. We're going to get out of here. We will catch you next time on the Town Hall Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's cattle call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.